Welcome everybody to episode 36 of the Lone Road iRacers podcast with me your host Guy Robertson. Tonight's first subject is a look at uh, what is inspiring the next generation with green power. So what is this green power, you may ask? Green power involves teams of students aged 9 to 25 competing at events in the UK and across the globe with an annual final often held at one of the UK's top circuits. Recently, has been drawn, it has drawn sorry, marshalling support from Motorsport UK's Orange family and Vracas is now hoping... Strengthening connections with motorsport clubs can inspire the next generation. So, Nash Vrakas was just nine years old when she was bitten by the motorsport bug, watching her sister design, build and race an electric car as part of Green Power. Vrakas went on to forge a car, a career in engineering, steered by the skills and mindset she learned from taking part in the scheme herself, and is now looking to develop new innovative ways to help it grow. Quote, when I started going along to the events all those years ago and saw what my sister was doing, I absolutely fell in love with it, recalls Rakas. I really want to be part of it because the atmosphere is absolutely infectious. It's so big and bold, it just felt really exciting. I wanted to be part of it. As soon as I went to secondary school, my sister took me to the technology teacher and said she absolutely needs to do this, she will love it, and that was pretty much the start of everything. It's not one of those things where parents take children along and they just race a car. The students do everything. The children and young adults uh, that take part in Green Power Design and build the car themselves, so when something goes wrong, it's the kids that fault find and fix it. They work as a team and work out what's causing the issues. It's suddenly all about fixing the problem rather than winning the race. For me, that was uh, just too much, so much more exciting than just racing a car. It was problem solving, working in collaboration. We really were a team with a common goal. One of us had a, a down a down day or something had gone wrong. We were all there to pick each other up on those life lessons I've taken all the way through. The initial spark led Vrakas to eventually study a master's at Cranford University in aerospace dynamics, with the aim of becoming an F1 aerodynamicist. During that time, she spent time as a research student working for Radical Sports Cars, and for those who race or watch these popular cars on track, she was responsible for the rear wing of the SR3 RSX. Her career eventually took her away from the sports side of automotive and into road car design, initially at Jaguar Land Rover, and now, after a foray in the world of Olympic sports, working for Team GB's skeleton team to the consultant engineering group RLE International, 
as an aerodynamics specialist. Quote, Green Power was the hook that got me involved and I was absolutely captured by the automotive world, she explains. I was really interested in why things worked the way they did, rather than how do you build things to create a product. That is why I actually went to study physics and specialised in fluid mechanics. I ended up getting a job in the automotive world rather than in motorsport and I absolutely flew with it. I had an amazing time and I feel probably went up the ranks a lot quicker than most people because a lot of the skills that most people learn when they go into a job for the first time I had actually already picked up at the Green Power. I was happy and comfortable explaining what I was doing. I had all the communication skills down. I also wasn't bothered about the fact that things don't happen overnight because I'd spent seven years working on green power. I knew that things took time and could maintain the level of enthusiasm all the way through. When I moved to Team GB, I had never worked for an elite athlete before and I was very nervous going in, but actually within a very short amount of time, I realised it was just like being at Green Power. It was the same atmosphere, the same kind of people, very de dedicated, but also with the ability to relax and have a laugh. Through the time, Vrakas had spent time volunteering for Green Power, initially only for the final at Goodwood, but then an increasing number of events, she became part of the team and in 2016 she was asked to join as a director. She jumped at the chance and has become increasingly committed to helping it prosper ever since. Over the years she has not only seen how the scheme has formed, the people who go through, but also how it has inspired to continue their passion for the sport. Some have gone on to carve out professional motorsport careers in engineering or in other sectors, while others have joined motorsports clubs to compete at all levels. Quote, Green Power set me up so well and gave me such a strong foundation. I really wanted to pass this on to the next generation, she says. I wanted to get the same, to give them the same opportunity I have. Now I've been volunteering for 13 years and I've seen more than a generation of children go through secondary school. I have worked alongside people and even had people work for me who have been part of Green Power and I see and recognise that trait that I had at the age in them. They, they have that confidence, they are comfortable in what they are doing, really dedicated, they work together as a team and they have grit and are not going to give up. Quote, about a year ago our previous chair stepped down, she has given us, she had taken all us all the way through Covid and for her that was enough. I asked her if she would consider taking the position and again it just felt like a needless question. I was more than happy to uh, to do it and I've been doing it for more than a year now. So that is the green power. Um, you know, uh, absolutely world worth, can't get my teeth in today, worthwhile cause. Anybody's interested in looking at that, go to www.greenpower.co.uk and there's opportunities there for uh, lots and lots of people from young ages learning life skills, motorsport skills, communication skills and much, much more. Next topic, folks. Has anybody uh, ever been interested in uh, becoming a scrutineer? 
Extreme E, which looks like something between a beefed up um, rally car to uh, an off-roader. Extreme Heat Scotland this weekend for the second round of the championship, the Hydro X Prix, heading to Dumfries and Galloway from the 13th to the 14th of May. So it's already done now, I'm afraid. Absolutely, absolutely the key to running of a, of a fair and safe event is a team of scrutineers who check the cars for compliance with the technical and sporting regulations. A team of 13 scrutineers have been supplied by Motorsport UK as technical manager Michael Duncan explains. We have coordinated a small team of 13 people who work with two delegates nominated by the organising ASN sporting body for Extreme E, the ACM. The ACM supplies the technical delegates and technical assistants who identify the parts that will need to be checked over for this event. Our team of scrutineers ensure that the parts are checked over according to these requirements. A scrutineer's task range from pre-event checks on items including lights, warning systems, fire extinguishers, driver safety, weight and bodywork to check elements in session identified by the ACM. There may also be spot checks conducted on various teams. After the event, certain cars will also undergo a more detailed check. One scrutineer is allocated to each team, with three in the general scrutineer intent. The team coordinated by Motorsport UK for Extreme E have hugely varied experiences within the sport. Many have worked across multiple disciplines, including rallying, speed and circuit racing. Each one has also undergone extensive training. Quote, we run a Motorsport UK training scheme, which is mentor-based, adds Michael. Every new scrutineer is paired with a more experienced scrutineer while they undertake their training. We provide all the training materials needed, which can be taken online via modules or webinars and on-the-job training. Thereafter, each scrutineer does an annual refresher webinar to keep their knowledge up to date and in line with the championship expectations. The tight team hails mainly from Scotland. It's great for them to support an international event happening within their local territory. Plus it keeps team mileage and emissions down, which is obviously important to the extreme e ethos. Rab MacDonald, the chief scrutineer, lives in Scotland and, quote, I've been doing scrutineering for a number of years and enjoy it every time I do it. I've been on rallies including Wales Rally GB, the Irish Tarmac Championship, Middle East Championship and also across to Japan. The community spirit is fantastic. When you when you have a good team you can rely on who you can rely on and work together to make a, an event come together. It's a great feeling. So anybody interested? So scrutineers are, are Motorsport UK licensed officials and are appointed to motorsport events to ensure that they run in accordance with the regulations which are designed to ensure a safe, fun and fair environment. Again, go to Motorsport uh, UK if you're interested in becoming a scrutineer. Something I've never considered, uh, but for me, I'm not that interested in what makes a car work. I more get on the track and drive for the fun bit. But just to let you know again, it's www.motorsportuk.org and you'll find about scrutineering there, folks.
Okay, folks, it's been the infamous Nurburg 24 hours this week. It's, I think it's still going on as well as I, I make the podcast. So I thought we'd have a look at the history of the iconic race circuit. So the construction of the Nürburgring. The construction of the Nürburgring in the German Eiffel Mountains started in 1925 as an unemployment relief project. Wow. The circuit opened in 1927 and had three different loops. The uh, 7.747 kilometer or 4.8 mile long Sudschleif south loop, the 2,202.238 kilometer or 1.39 miles long start und Zielschleif or start and finish loop. And the famous 20,810 kilometer or 14.17 mile long Nordischleife or North Loop. This was also part of the Nordischleife, especially designed for test driving, called the Stilstreck. The Nurburgring in the 30s. The years 1930 to 1934 were very difficult for the Nurburgring. The economic crisis kept the car constructors, the sponsors and the public away. This changed after a new race class was introduced where the German cars Mercedes and Auto Union were, were very successful. Uh, this episode ended when the Second World War broke out in 1939. The German Grand Prix. After the war, the first race was held in 1947 at the Sudschleif. From 1951 to 1976, the German Grand Prix was held 22 times at the Nürburgring. In the 70s, Jackie Stewart gave the Nürburgring the nickname Green Hell as an expression of the dangerous and intimidating character of the track through the woods of the Eiffel Mountains. The Nicky Lauda accident and the end of the old Nürburgring. The reigning Formula 1 champion, Nicky Lauda, seemed to defend his world title with success in 1976 when Formula 1 arrived at the Nürburgring for the 10th round of the championship. He won four Grand Prix. His biggest rival was James Hunt, who, won, who had already won three races, including the last race at Brands Hatch. At least that was what they thought that moment. Later that year, James Hunt was disqualified for technical irregularities during that race, which gave the victory to the British Grand Prix to Nicky Lauda. To keep his lead in the championship safe, Lauda should win the German Grand Prix on the dangerous Nürburgring. Even before the start of the race weekend, drivers already expressed their doubts about the safety of the circuit. Nevertheless, the German Grand Prix started. During the race, Nicky Lauda spun at Bergwerk, a fast left-hand kink, and collapsed into the barriers where his car caught fire. Then he bounced back on the track. Upcoming Guy Edwards nearly, nearly avoided Lauda's Ferrari, but Harold Ertel and Brett Lunger both hit the car. Lauda was seriously injured, taken to hospital where they feared for his life. Although he survived the horrendous crash, he, but he suffered severe burns to his head, and after the crash, the race was restarted and won by James Hunt. Nicky Lauda made his comeback a few races later on at Monza. The last race of the 1976 season at Fujiji Plan was plagued by heavy rain. Lauda found the circumstances too dangerous and withdrew from the race, thinking he had enough points for the championship. 
James Hunt should become at least third to destroy Lauda's second championship and uh, and James Hunt became third. Nürburgring Grand Prix Streck After the grave accident of Nicky Lauda, criticism on the Nürburgring safety was getting louder. New safety requirements were made to put were made but were unachievable on the long circuit. The result was that the Grand Prix moved to Hockenheim. If the Nürburgring wanted to host a Formula 1 Grand Prix again, there was only one possibility, the construction of a new modern circuit. This resulted in the design of the Grand Prix Streck, or German for Grand Prix Course. This meant that the Sudschliff and Start und Zierschliff should make place for the new circuit. On the 30th of November 1981, the first stone of the new Grand Prix Streck was laid. It should become an ultra-modern circuit with wide runoff areas. The new track opened in 1984 and was inaugurated with a Mercedes touring car race for Formula 1 drivers. The race was won by a young Brazilian named Ayrton Senna. The same year, the Formula 1 European Grand Prix was held at the new Nürburgring. Formula 1 returns at the Nürburgring. In 1985, the German Grand Prix returned to the Nürburgring, but not for long. A year later, the race was handed back to the Hockenheim. The Nürburgring had to wait till 1996 for the next Formula 1 race, when Germany was given a second Grand Prix under the flag of the European Grand Prix. Until 2006, this was an annual event, in 1997 and 1998, under the, the name Luxembourg Grand Prix. In 2007, Hockenheim and the Nürburgring agreed to alternate the German Grand Prix to reduce the costs. In the odd years, the Nürburgring may organise the Formula 1 Grand Prix. Strange enough, the 2007 race was held under the name European Grand Prix, so there was no German Grand Prix that year. Since 2009, the race at the Nürburgring is just like the, the one at Hockenheim called German Grand Prix. This comes to an end in 2015, so that's already come to an end as an indirect result of the bankruptcy. But more about that in the next paragraph. Capricorn, the new owner of the Nürburgring, is not willing to lead huge financial losses on the organisation of the Grand Prix. They didn't come to an agreement with Eccleston, so the 2015 German Grand Prix was cancelled. Next Grand Prix at the Nürburgring is scheduled for 2017, so there's some negotiation time. So that gives us a brief history of the Nürburgring, folks, and how we love the challenge. The scenery is absolutely brilliant. Uh, and personally, I love the track. It flows for me. Um, so I hope you've enjoyed that little session about the infamous Nürburgring. Okay, folks, the final part of this week's podcast is a look at what's racing where we've only two weeks of the current season left. Formula V, Rugscoggin, Touring Car, Alton Park, Ferrari Challenge, you find yourself at Long Beach, the D, Road America, the SCCA, find your way to Burns Hatch, Porsche Cup, and Mission R, you are racing round Circuit Magnicourt. Issa, Road America, Mazda, Cup, Okiyama, 
Formula 1600 trophy, you find yourself in the UK at Silverstone, Radical all the way to Imola, Formula A, dangerous track for that car, Long Beach, Yippies at Watkins Glen, Clio Cup, Austin Park, GR Cup is at Laguna Seca, Formula C, Rodogan, GT3, Watkins Glen, F1600, you find yourself on the Charlotte Motor Speedway, Sim Labs, Nürburgring Industrial Varton, Detroit, Grand Prix Legends, Donington, Formula B, Hungaro Ring, LMP2, Road America, Advanced Mazda, Barcelona, and finally this week, Classic Lotus at the Legacy Silverstone track. So, enjoy uh, your, your, your upcoming week, get some practice in, and I'll see you for episode 37 coming very soon, folks. So, then, look after yourself. It's now time to start considering your safety SR. Ready for promotion, demotion. Don't forget, folks. Until then, to soon.